Welcome to Shirt Factory Center Stage, a podcast recorded at the newest century-old hotspot, the Littit Shirt Factory. Join in as the relentlessly curious co-hosts Jim Hoffer and Kim Schaller shine a spotlight on the talented performers who will entertain and energize audiences from this very stage. It's quirky. It's fun. It's a behind-the-scenes listen that you won't want to miss. And now, here's Shirt Factory Center Stage. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jim. How are you? Good. What have you been up to? Oh, well, I think the most relevant thing, because we actually had Rich Ruoff here and was part of our podcast program, we actually went to Roots and Blues this weekend. We I went, went Saturday. You went Saturday and yeah. Sunday. But we went together. Oh, I know. We or don't you remember? So I do remember. <laughs> I totally remember. We saw seven bands yeah, on Saturday. We did. And yeah. went to five different venues. Yes. And I have to say, it was an extremely well-run festival. I felt as though everyone we saw was different and unique and just interesting. It was great. I got the t-shirt, so I feel like I'm official. I went, I got the t-shirt, and now I'm talking about it. You know, this was my first Roots and Blues Festival because, you know, I lived in New York for years, so I was never able to make it down. This surpassed my expectation. I mean, this, you know, hats off to Rich Ruoff. This was so well run. I'm sure behind the scenes it was crazy, but it seemed flawless to me. And every venue that we went to was really cool. Really interesting. And had its own vibe. Right. You know, from Zootropolis, where we heard uh, Colebrook Road. Yes. They were so good. I mean, they've been around a long time, but boy, they just keep getting better and better. And also, even at the Marriott, Freedom Hall, I guess it was called, we saw Davina and the Vagabonds. Davina was just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So memorable. So it was really well. And I'll tell you what, Lancaster downtown was just buzzing. And you said it was even busier on Sunday when you were there. It was. It yeah. was hopping. Yeah. Restaurants were going. People, it was just a great environment. Kudos to Rich. I, I agree. And, and at one point, you know, I was just thinking to myself, this county, Lancaster County, is really rich with live music venues. They're popping up everywhere. So we have the Roots and Blues Festival. We have, of course, the Shirt Factory. We have Phantom Opera. We have TELUS. 360, great place to see live music. Uh, we have coming onto the scene Mickey's Black yeah, Box Mickey's right Black here. Box, I can't wait. I mean, right. It, we are really, really fortunate. As far as I'm concerned, the more the, the better. More the yeah, uh, good for you yeah, for having that attitude. It's, it's just so great. Yeah. And so we're back here, center stage at the Shirt Factory, and we've got four young men sitting here with us. And Jim, how did you ever even discover Trash Juice, which is the name? Of the band, Trash Juice. We'll forgive them that. Yeah, we'll forgive them the name. It's actually growing on me, the name. They may be smarter than I think, actually, because it's kind of a cool name, I guess. Well, how did I discover them? Again, just my friend and I, Brian, uh, we love to go out and see live music. And we went to, and drink beer, yeah, to one of these newer venues, Phantom Power, which is in Millersville. I strongly suggest you go to see it. If uh, anyone who's listening, it's a great venue. So we went out there one Friday evening and was a group called Trash Juice. And we thought, well, I, you know, who knows? I mean, it's, it's young kids in their 20s. I don't even, it must be heavy metal. Who knows? But let's listen. Well, we sit down, they start playing, and it's this incredible, tight, five-member band, keyboardist, bass, drummer, electric guitar, and they're playing funk, jazz, fusion, and doing it really Unbelievable. well. 
I, I was blown away by it. And you were. You call, that, you're like, oh my gosh, we saw this incredible band last night. Got to get them at the Shirt Factory. And you got them at the Shirt Factory November 5th. And, and we also had a chance to sit down and talk to them. Why don't we take a listen to that interview? We've got Eric, Tyler, Austin, and Baxter. Let's listen. Welcome, Trash Juice. Welcome. Thank you for coming here to do this. Now, let me ask you, guys, Trash Juice, come on. Where, why? Where did that come from? Why? Is I mean, right. that's leachate from a garbage truck. Yes, yes it is. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Tyler and I, we both had the same job. We were working in a retail store. And I was literally carrying a bag of garbage. And <laughs> or were you carrying it? I don't know. One I, think, I think I was carrying it. And then you're like, yeah, you got some trash juice on your leg. Yeah. And you're like, ah. and then that was it. That yeah, was that's, that's it. Yeah. So that's it. It was that simple as that. Yeah. Right. Well, did you consider other names or you landed no. on trash juice and that was it? <laughs> that, was, that was it. Yeah. Just, just trash juice. And then our, what was it? We ran with the juice and our album is called Juice Now. So... It was, yeah, it was originally just me and Austin jamming. Then we found Eric to play bass. And then Reed and Baxter, Reed's not here, but they came in later because we really felt like we needed more people. So they really came in, came in clutch. <laughs> you know, as the story goes, you're in college, Austin, Tyler, right? You guys are in college and you begin the group. You begin jamming the two of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you bring in other players along the way? Yeah, the next guy was... Yeah, Eric, I was Eric. next. Yeah. yeah, he was the bass player, laying it down for us. Yeah, no one liked our, our band until Eric joined. So <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a was, bass player. It was very um, yeah, kind of scattered jazz, and just we would all be hanging out upstairs, hearing them play in the basement. What are they doing? There? <laughs> so that's how it happened. You overheard them playing? Yeah, because Tyler had an apartment in Millersville, and we've been friends since high school, so I would always come over to hang out with him. And then when he and Austin were playing, just be confused at the noises <laughs> I was hearing. And they, they kept trying. It must have been about a year of them asking, hey, try and play these songs with us. And it's like, hey, okay, yeah, I'll get right on that. No, I won't. <laughs> And then, yeah, I eventually learned a couple of the songs, started playing with them, and I was having a lot of fun, and everybody else started enjoying it more, so I I stuck around. (laughs) I'm just filling in. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then we add another, and then another. Yeah, like like two years later. Yeah, so that was like while we were trying to write our first album, and we had like all of the songs that we wanted to do, and we put it all together, and then the three of us recorded all of it, and then we were like, okay, we need more. So we brought in another guitar player that you were jamming with, Reed and Baxter. We brought them in, and it was hard to try to get all of our weird parts to fit together, but they did a great job. Continued recording that album, and that kind of brings us to the present. So tell us a little bit about that. How do you describe your sort of genre? Jazz fusion? Yeah, I guess... Would that be it? Jazz fusion. I guess we're more funky than jazz. I thought funk is definitely a word I would apply. Funk fusion. (laughs) (laughs) Create your own genre. I like that. It could be like a 50-50 split. Yeah. It's like funk with jazz chords. That's a great Or like jazz structure, like funk songs with a jazz structure or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing that I think that struck me when I actually heard you guys at uh, Phantom Power. Great venue, by the way. And, you know, I thought, how do... I assume you're in your 20s, right? Yes. Yes. And probably early 20s. Uh, Mid-20s? Mid-20s. Mid-20s. So how do guys in their 20s find each other. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of people playing funk 
fusion jazz yeah. in Lancaster County. Since 2016. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how did you how did you find each other with this enthusiasm for around this fusion? Genre. Well, it's kind of funny because when we first started jamming with each other, we were, Tyler and I, we were both skeptical of like playing with each other because it's like, I don't know if you can play like the stuff that I want to play. And he's probably thinking the same about me. And then like after the first like mini rehearsal, just jam like at my parents' house, he was just like, oh my gosh, we got to keep playing together. Like this was so much fun. So that was a good connection to make. And then Tyler, you know the people in Millersville. So. Yeah. I went to school in Millersville. That's why uh, me, Reed and Baxter went to Millersville with me. And actually, they were my bosses at the Rob Burritos for a while. So they're like, you should jam with us too. So what are your influences? I mean, did you grow up listening? Did your parents listen to Chick Corea? Uh, you know, Return to Forever, that kind of stuff. I mean, how did you get into this kind of genre? I never really listened to it until I started playing. (laughs) (laughs) Who were your influences then? Well, growing up, my parents listened to a lot of classic rock. And then throughout my middle and high school years, um, exploring stuff, I started getting into jazz. Uh, My uncle had an old book. It must be like 30 years old or something. And it's just called Jazz. And there's a picture of a saxophone on the front. And I remember being nine, ten years old, just kind of thumbing through it. And in the back, there's a huge list of albums you have to hear. I was going through it and would find, you know, album covers that I thought looked cool and would check them out on the computer and stuff. You know, like Bitches Brew, a couple of Weather Report songs, Chet Baker, Art Pepper, you know, artists like that. So that was always in the back of my mind. And then in high school, I was in jazz band. I played in marching band with Tyler. And that's how we connected musically. But yeah, so it's a pretty even mix of, you know, what my parents showed me and self-exploration with music. You know, it's interesting because we were just looking into your videos on your website, which I think your website is extremely well done. I think oh, your nice. social posts awesome. are really Thank well you, done. <laughs> Real. And we saw that you had done a Steppenwolf cover, you know, Magic Carpet Ride. And we're like, this is, it's incredible. So I think not only do you have this passion around your particular genre, but you're all really good musicians. So, and I think that's one of the things that Jim said to me, these guys are really good musicians. So is where do you see what's next steps for you? You've got one album out, Juicy, which is great. I think it's great. What's next? The next one. <laughs> the next one. Oh, is next. Realistically, probably a music video. We've been oh, just God. kicking around ideas oh, for yeah. stuff that we wanted to do. And just like, you know, we're a pretty like fun natured band. Like we don't take that much stuff seriously besides our music. So we were thinking of like doing like go-karting, going to a go-karting track, just like putting GoPros on like yeah. the helmets and just having fun with it. A la the monkeys? Did you ever see any of their TVs? Have, oh, stuff? yeah. Oh, the monkeys. It's kind of crazy. Stuff, yeah. But you are, you are already doing really zany videos because I've watched them. And Tyler, you're the wacky one. Uh, you really are. I mean, you're fun and they're, they're zany and fun and crazy and cheeky. So you think that personality is a key part of moving forward as a band that gets a following. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I think we have like a little niche with our videos and our like music and performance, kind of like home video type stuff. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. kind of how we intend to keep it too. Not because like want to go for a bigger production, but... No, it's very stylized. That's just, I don't video. know. We kind of like... I love it. Yeah, we're thinking about go-karts, like we said, and we're maybe on um, arcade... Like, just us goofing around, basically. Just guys just having fun. Just lighthearted, good-natured fun. Right. What did you study in college, which I'm really interested in? Go for it, Eric. Go ahead. Tyler, you go first. I studied music business technology. 
So it's like the technology side, like recording and mastering, and also business side, mostly. Not the business side. I wasn't okay, very good at that Okay, but it's related. <laughs> so, okay, that's good. And where did you learn to play the drums? I've been playing my whole life. Did you take lessons? Yeah, I, I took some lessons. And in middle school, I started lessons, I believe. Then I was in marching band, so I kind of learned as I went. Okay, what else did you study? Um, I studied accounting. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's great. Myself and Tyler, we studied very similar things. I went to another school just outside of Baltimore. But it was music production, so also mixing and recording and mastering. Okay, related also. Eric, how about you? Astrophysics. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What kind of job do you get when you have a degree in astrophysics? You know, when I, when I find <laughs> out, I'll let you know. <laughs> Good question, Jim. I'm sure his parents are asking the same thing. Shed building. <laughs> That's all right. It sounds really cool. It was cool. It was fun. Taught me to think about stuff differently. Yeah. But brains. You have a big brain. You know, I, I passed. <laughs> I got my degree. So I can say. Maybe because of the big brains, that's where you guys learn to, as your website said in your bio, play in odd time signature. What is this? Who wants to explain what, what this is and where did you learn to do it? Tyler's the one that forced yeah. me to play an odd time signature. So I'll let him explain. Okay. I play a lot of rock and I was tired of playing a lot of like rock <laughs> so kind of make him play in odd time signatures which is basically you have like your common time signatures which is like four four three four stuff that you can like feel and groove to but there's other time signatures like seven eight nine eight nine eight or well, what 49 do you mean? The beat is like nine beats to eight or what do you mean nine, by yeah it'd be like nine beats per eighth note so it'd be like, like it, it just doesn't feel natural kind of right. kind of like almost skips a beat when you hear the song yeah, like it, it skips or it feels like there's an extra beat or two thrown yeah. in. So if you're just nodding your head back and forth to the downbeat and it's an odd time signature and that switches around, then it feels like you're bobbing your head up the next time yeah. the melody comes around. And it, it throws a lot of people off. It's hard to dance to it. unless yeah. you know what you're... It, oh, like, um, oh. like Black Dog it's by Led Zeppelin, dance. where that's a you know kind of a trippy song to find a rhythm to that that has an odd time signature and i would think it, it is more difficult to play than sort of regular rock rhythm yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess like once take five would be a good example too yeah. take five is a good yeah. example that's in five four isn't it mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> wow who knew but that's where you know that's where i think that in my humble opinion is where you guys sort of cross the line into really serious musicianship and something that, quite frankly, surprised me. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting it, especially from, from musicians so young, that you're able to sort of have this, this sort of knowledge and maturity to be able to play an odd time signature. I just don't think there's a lot of that going on in Lancaster County. Nice. So tell us about <laughs> the most interesting place that you've played. Where is the most? And why? It, yeah, and why? Well, at the beginning, we kept getting booked for metal shows <laughs> because I guess promoters see trash juice and think that's a very heavy true. band. Yeah. That's so very true. We'll, we'll be at a metal show and then, you know, this jazz band comes on without a singer. Were there any other weird places? Oh, we've only really played around Lancaster area more. So I'll know about like weird places. I know, I know there are deep down. We did that. Well, Ben's park. That was a fun one to play. That was over the, was that oh, yeah. two years ago, I think? 
I think yeah. the, it wasn't a weird place. So the weirdest show was like when we played at the Kaleidoscope. <laughs> they just they asked us to play like the day of, and we came and we just went there and we started playing. It was just like forty people sitting in chairs, like just like surrounding the room, just observing us. Yeah. It was it was <laughs> yeah. really weird. I don't know. What was the going Kaleidoscope on. is a recording studio that they sometimes turn into a a venue. Yeah. So it's not a very big room. And there's couches and pianos, you know, like relaxing right. studio environment. And our amps are all cranked up. Tyler's just banging the drums. And people are just sitting very placidly in the chairs yeah, just yes. watching us. And it was a very weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's incongruous with sort of the funk and the energy yeah. that's coming from you. I mean, we, played, we played Kaleidoscope a bunch of times before, too. And it was like never that type of energy. Where, but is, like, where is Kaleidoscope? It's, it's right next to McDonald's in Lancaster. <laughs> it's like back this alleyway. Really? It's yeah. funny. I haven't, it's like I haven't a really small. That. You would never know anything's back there, but it's a really cool place. And do you guys have jobs outside of your yeah. music? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you're all working professionals mm-hmm. in your, like, are you an accountant somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I work for like a small contractor doing like office stuff. Okay. So yeah. All right. You, yeah. you so are. You the answer is yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an objective is for you to be just musicians full-time, traveling all over the country, playing? That's the dream. If we can get there, we'll do it. Well, let me ask you, do you get the sense, is there interest? Is it growing? Is there any indication out there? How are you feeling about in terms of getting the word out there that you guys exist and you are different and good? Yeah, we're definitely gaining momentum. I think where we fall short is being diligent with promoting ourselves yeah and engagement Um, like on social media we're really bad at the internet (laughs) well that's a lot of work because you you want to focus on getting better as players right and and making the group really tight so you're not thinking about how do we promote right right yeah so that is tough but truly i mean as a career marketer it is really important marketing (laughs) yourself no it's it's absolutely key same here i mean i just want to bring great music here but i also you know i can have some of the greatest bands in the world here God willing. But if nobody's in the audience, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you're right. I mean, promotion is just sort of the other it's side really of the coin. Important. I wanted to ask you about some of the names of the songs on, on your album. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot about these. <laughs> oh, that's right. They have names. This one song is called Long Ass. And I guess it's coincidental. It happens to also be the longest song on the album. <laughs> it's Long not coincidental. Yeah, it's... It's no coincidence. (laughs) That's exactly it. That's why we named it. Yeah. A lot of the uh, song names are very on the nose. Yeah. Like our one song, Ababa Abacabab. Uh huh. That's that's just the form of the song. So it's A B A B B A. It's just (laughs) because when we were writing that song, we were going over what sections we had to go through, and Tyler's like, okay, we'll go A B B. A, a B C B A B, and then that made one a of word. Us, yeah, one of. of us just <laughs> said it as a word, and then that became the, name of the song. Whereas, you know, long ass. It was the longest song we wrote. You know, and at the end of it, we're like, that was a long ass song. <laughs>
Telemechnical is like a, we we're trying to describe the song. It's like, it's really mellow and kind of technical. So we're like, oh, Telemechnical. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't pronounce it. I was trying to. I would have asked you about that, but I, I thought I'd make a fool <laughs> you know of myself what, trying to this pronounce it. This is exactly it. like the conversation with Jared on the naming of the collusion beers. Of the beers, yeah. Like, we're like, where did you come up with these names? And it's very similar. It's just, they just kind of come out and you right. go, that's the name. Like, no yeah. more pants. Yeah, like, just <laughs> yeah. one beer. Because yeah. he had no more pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Oh, no <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, onomatopoeia. It's yeah, just... that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, that's what my guitar sounds enough. like when I play it. When you so. play it. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. just kind of stuck it's out. good stuff. There's so much stuff about bands being together and then there's Discord. You know, there's Discord. So how do you keep yourself so that you really enjoy being together and playing together and just sticking it out? We we don't have a singer. No ego, correct? It does help. Actually, yeah, it does. I I never thought about that. there's, There's no ego. Like, everyone... And any part of the song, like if they want their part to shine, like it's they can always have the ability to step forward and be like, okay, take a bass solo, take a guitar solo. We always push Baxter to take a guitar solo. He's probably sick of it, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we'll be rehearsing and stuff, but at the end of the day, we're also just kind of hanging out and being friends. Yeah. So it's easy to just kind of get along and play music at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. How great, right? Yeah. It is, it's, and you seem to out. enjoy each other, which is really it's just you know you hope that continues because you're right. I do think it's ego, wouldn't you say? Is like it's like ten out of ten times what breaks yeah. things up. Yeah, the singer is <laughs> the leader of the band, I guess, or at least he assumes he or she totally, assumes yeah. that they are. Yeah, that's yeah, we're, right. We're very diplomatic in our band. It's always like everyone gets their equal say, and it's like okay, like we don't have to do that. So it's nice to share it that role. Yeah. What about? Like moving forward, I mean, is it just sort of, I mean, you sort of just describe this great chemistry that you guys have and that you're just having a great time. Is there a master plan or is there, have you thought about, you know, how do we want to progress? How do we want to grow in popularity? How do we want our music to grow? Or are you just sort of kind of through osmosis and... And you're good with five members. I think so. Yeah, I think for like like a core band, definitely. Yeah. If we want like, horns on that on the album we can like they can pay featured. people to do it but yeah. we, i think this is good enough five people is hard enough to manage so <laughs> but any new direction or any new ideas that you're kicking around that you're going to experiment with i think right now we're just trying to see who can make the most challenging song to yeah play. actually yeah <laughs> it's kind of like a competition where we're at now but we're like experimenting i guess harmonically more so instead of rhythmically or like with our odd time signatures like stacking my chords baxter's chords and our keyboard players what he's doing so in in terms of music all the songs off of juice were written when it was just the three of us actually some of them were written when it was just austin and tyler so it was very rhythm focused and now that reed and baxter are part of the band we're focusing on being more harmonic and melodic instead of rhythm based 
And then on the professional side of stuff, we it happens like every couple of months. <laughs> we come up with a really good plan, and then we start doing stuff completely unrelated to that plan. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's it's more so, I think, just focusing on the next project, like Austin said, with the music video, and then getting the new songs into production, and then probably really pushing those forward from there. You know, it does make me wonder, though, Jim, like the days of being discovered by somebody in the audience... Does that still happen in the music industry where there's someone there that comes up to you after and says, give, let me give you my card. I would like to have you sing and play for my label. You know, I mean, does, is that stuff non-existent anymore? As far as I'm aware, I don't, it never happened to me. <laughs> never happened to me. <laughs> yeah, is it, I mean, it's just an evolution of the industry. I don't I'm, know. Sure, I'm sure it does happen. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I, at a loss to don't exist. see how bands break through now in the age of streaming and I just don't know. I agree. And we said that over the weekend when we went to the festival. There were some really amazing bands. We're like, how do they break through? How do they break out of doing long weekend festivals? So it's, but you guys truly, you're young, you're talented, you're fun. You have a unique niche. I mean, I, I don't know. Like you say, Jim, not many 20-somethings out doing great jazz fusion funk. Yeah, Jasper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I mean you. that's it is fusion. It's funk, yeah. it's rock, it's you yeah. know, electric Jerunk. definition. Jerunk. Jerunk. Is that what we call it? Yeah, jazz jazz, jazz rock yeah. funk. Yeah, yeah. Jazz Jerunk. Jerunk. I love that. And people are dancing. So what can we expect on November fifth when you're here playing center stage at the shirt factory? You can expect a few moms dancing. <laughs> For sure. At least two. Okay, okay. We, okay. Love, we love well we dance. Yeah, we're not, and we're really good. Oh, we, we are real. Well, it tripped me up a little bit when he said the off like that might oh. be a problem yeah yeah i'll just power yeah, through it you'll be fine yeah. <laughs> yeah. i won't care so yeah. none of none of the chicken wings none of the chicken wings. okay just leave that out please <laughs> i'll leave that at home so what can we expect and because we this is your opportunity to say here's what you're going to get when you come and see us on november 5th high energy for sure mm-hmm. for sure. drum solos for sure we're going to yeah. play a few covers like we said magic carpet ride yes yes we're going to bring our friend tom who sings we're going to bring him amazing in voice. yeah he's great mm-hmm. Reed will be here. Yes, Reed will be here. We'll have a keyboard player. And you love when people are dancing, right? I mean, does oh, that yeah. just make it, it ma- better it makes, for you? Yeah, I think it, that kind of makes... Because yeah, that... we're playing like funky, dancey music, so it's like kind of what we're trying to get people to do. Yeah, I mean, is that important to you? I mean, do you play better when you're, you're sensing sort of this vibe and that the audience is digging it? They're really into it? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely do. It kind of like makes you forget that you're playing. trying to play yeah. something. Yeah, and it just and makes it, you like go, you know? Yeah, and it, nice. it makes our jobs easier. So it's kind of just positive reinforcement where the crowd senses it. They get into it more and that get, lets us get into it more. So yeah, high energy, lots of fun. We'll probably be standing relatively still because our parts <laughs> are pretty hard. So we can't move around a lot. Yeah, that's Except for Tyler. True. He moves around. Oh yeah, because I have to. <laughs> I'll be sitting also. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Yes. you're the drummer. You, you can expect that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe a few bad fit. jokes. No good ones. Yeah, no good jokes. Maybe I'm... Maybe a bad one or two. Yeah. Well, listen, guys. <laughs> Trash juice. Cannot wait till you're on center stage here at the Lidditz Shirt Factory. This is, yeah, beautiful place. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm very awesome. excited. I can't wait. Yeah. You guys are going <laughs> to sound so great cool. in here, too. The acoustics here are really, really good. I can't wait to hear you guys playing here. Thank you for coming out on a Wednesday night. We really, we really oh, appreciate it. Yeah, it's great you. to have you. And you're so impressive as young men. You really are. Thank you. And I have a thank daughter you. that if any of you are interested in me. <laughs> Jesus. That's so well, she lives in Colorado. Yeah. You're married. Yeah. Oh, jeez. 
Okay. Well, never mind. All right. Well, thank you. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks thank a you. lot, guys. Thank Thanks. you. How impressive, honestly. Right. Just really smart guys. It's just so impressive. And I really am looking forward to November 5th, 7.30 start time. So people come on out and just listen to them. It's really inspiring for me. What struck me about them was also, I mean, they're doing this purely out of a love musicianship. I mean, right? I mean, Absolutely. It's, I mean, they've clear. all got real jobs during the day and they practice once a week and they're into it. Yeah. So it's great. It is. So November 5th, everybody. So Jim, what else is coming up? Let's just make sure you get the opportunity. Well, to you know, play. remember, of course, we talked about this and, and heard an interview with Carsey Blanton in a previous episode. She's really good. I strongly urge if you love live music and folk, Americana, and indie kind of alternative rock and just yeah. talent. She's so good. She's a tremendous, brilliant songwriter, you know, in the tradition of Cole Porter and John Prine. She's going to be here Friday, November 19th. That show is at 7.30. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Look, money back guaranteed. If you come here and don't like this and didn't think that it was a great investment of time and money, Money back guaranteed, nice. I promise you. No, seriously, oh, she is good. so yeah. good. And her band is tremendous too. There's that. And then also the December 4th, which is a Saturday night, we're bringing back Morgan Miles. Nice. She was yeah, the country music Morgan. singer. Oh, yeah. What a voice. Do you remember Incredible that? Incredible voice. One of oh, our first God. live public performances here back in June. And we had only been open, oh my gosh, two months maybe, right? And she was really great. And the people who came out, the crowd loved her. And we want to bring her back. And she's going to be doing a Christmas show. And that doesn't mean she's going to be singing all Christmas songs. Um, but just to get us in the spirit. Yeah, That's to great. get us in the spirit. And she's going to have her band with her. Okay. That's going to be a really good night, a really fun night. And just this past week, I mean, I want to mention this. It's, it's off months from now. But we have confirmed that Francois... Wiss, who is the classical trained guitarist, and his percussionist, Daniel Valdez, who was here right. a few weeks ago. Guys, you have got um, to get to the show. Yeah. You have to see them. Doing Pink Floyd and Bowie, right. they're coming back. Mm -hmm. We have two dates, January, I forget, I believe it's January 22nd, and then... Uh, I was supposed to write that down. Well, that's okay. But it's, I didn't. But anyway, they're going to be in the January, exactly, right. January, and then again in April. But I'm so happy that they're coming back because i'm thrilled it's obvious they loved the venue they felt the acoustics were incredible yeah. everyone here loved it so you got right on that and yeah. rebooked them so thank you i'm what? thanking you for that <laughs> yes, i am hey what do you have coming up nothing why why do you ask no, me that that's so sad you have nothing well, no the dance party the day after thanksgiving oh, oh my god and that's the motown was... dance party yeah. yeah i can when is that it's the day after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, which I don't know when, even when Thanksgiving November 26th. Okay, it's a November Friday. 27th, okay. It's to get down. Yeah, we're doing Motown, Motown dance party. That accent. Yes, right? that's what, yes. Yeah. Yes. And what are you going to be wearing? You no, stop it. No, you we're done. Me. I think we're done. So that's all the upcoming events, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So say goodbye, Jim. Yeah. Platform shoes on Platform tabletops. Mm -hmm. Okay. Goodbye, Jim. Bye. Bye. <laughs> And while you're thinking about it, go to where you get your podcasts and subscribe and give us a review. Visit our website, lititshirtfactory.com. Join our mailing list and you will get updates, event info, and lots of cool stuff. 
follow us on our social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at Lit It Shirt Factory. And don't forget, come have a beer and a bite to eat here at Collusion. 5 Juniper Lane, Lit It Shirt Factory, seven days a week. <laughs>